basically a two-day event over six weeks. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pinktron. Um, today, I'm joined by Keish, Craig, Brent, who's currently on his bike, um, and we're going to have the um, enormous pleasure of uh, Mr. Greenland joining us um, once he's finished as well. So it's, it's currently in the UK, um, 8.04, um, and these guys, I think Brent, Brent started at 7.15, um, Chris will have started at um, 7.10, so um, they're, they're coming up to an hour of um, a high-paced and obviously extremely exciting um, indoor bike racing. Um but as we always do, we're going to interrupt Craig Martin from his magical whiteboard and ask him what he's drinking this evening. So I am drinking this afternoon a, uh, a coffee, but uh, it, it is a nice uh, dark uh, 454. So I, I don't know if anyone's familiar with uh, 454 in cubic inches, but uh, lots of horsepower. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Keish, how about you? Um, well, uh, being uh, in the evening uh, where I live, uh, I'm already on uh, wine, as usual. And for this week, I uh, have a uh, Barbaresco, uh, which is an extremely nice Italian wine from Piemonte. Very good. Um, I have a bottle of um, Baron Aramillo, uh, try again, Baron Aramillo, um, Amarillo, um, which is a bottle of Rioja. Um, and by my pronunciation, I should probably say I've also had a bottle of Cote um, But we won't dwell on that too much. Um, Her Summer Racing League this week is the Three Little Sisters as opposed to the Three Big Sisters. Um, there are still bumps. Um, we have Helicon pretty much within about 900 metres of a race start. Um, Go the helicopter, do the rolly bits, come back down, head towards the desert. Um, then you do Titans come forwards, over rollers, over the climb, down the climb, over rollers, and then you head towards the volcano. Um, you do volcano come, go down, and then it's pretty much flat out to the finish of the race. Craig, what bike are you taking? Because I'm, I'm taking a pink tron every day of the week. Um, I think it is the Tron. Um, that's so, yeah, I, I, I think, I think the, the, the right answer here is the Tron both because, you know, you're, you're descending, there's rollers, um, and none of the climbs are very long. Um, and or, or steep, um, no. apart from or two steep, or three minutes, it's, it's biggest thing. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Cause um, other than like the two, three minutes of Helicon, which, I guess probably averages around about 7%. Um, both the other two don't really go much over five. No, not for any length of time anyway. Yeah, no, it's a very, very much. And the, the only argument for anything climbier is that, uh, you know, if you're in the draft, then you're, and it helps you stay in the draft, then, then that helps you. So. Yeah, I, to be honest, um, I I don't think I, I can see a compelling argument for a climbing setup. Um, if you're using a climbing bike to stay with people on the climbs, you're probably almost definitely going to get dropped on the, on the flat bits. Um, so, I in, in honesty, Craig, I, I think my only other option would be um, a full a full aero setup. 
Yeah. So I'd say if you think you're going to be climbing the volcano solo, the full arrow is actually faster. Hmm. Um, if you think you're going to be in a group or you're going to try to be in a group, then you, you want to be climbier than that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to get dropped on the flat. Hmm. Um, this, this is something and very much learned when we did uh, Chain Chomper in ZRL. Um, the draft is huge. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Um, how about you, Keish? Um, Tron for yeah, life? I, <laughs> I, would, I would take the Tron. As well. have, you, have you have have you ever used a bike that is actually different for Tron? Or uh, well, I, I must say I'm very fond of my uh, Tron bike, and um, and I uh, usually choose for a, for an all round bike because I am an all round racer and not very good at uh, uh, anything more than average. Uh, so the Tron bike helps me, but I have had uh, a full aero bike, the Venge. And the disc wheel uh, in uh, races uh, where there are uh, really uh, many sprints. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I should probably say that um, Brent Robinson has just been um, bouncing his head up and down with a very angry look on his face. Um, and I think that probably means he was doing a sprint. But I think we might let, let him just get his breath back for a little bit um, before he um, comes on to give us his, uh, his race report. Um, but I, I, I certainly hope it's gone well. Um, and looking at the Bs, so, um, so front Bs have finished. Um, there is a Chris Greenland in the finishing group. And would you believe it? His average power was 2.9 watts per kilo. He's, uh, he, he's disgraced himself, I'm afraid. <laughs> 2.9 is definitely not 3.2 so um I, I don't know what's going on with chris maybe, maybe he's a little bit ill or he wasn't able to modulate his pace today but i'm i'm sure he, he'll be very disappointed in, in himself <sighs> speak of the devil and he shall arrive Christopher Greenland, um, we're um, currently seeing on, on the live screens that you averaged 2.9 watts per kilo. What went wrong? No, I think that's a matter of what went right. <laughs> <laughs> How well I executed the plan. See, people try to get stronger. I, I, I don't think I'm going to get any stronger. My goal is to be more efficient. Fair enough. Um, what are you drinking, Chris? Um, finishing up a scratch bottle protein shake and then it's memorial day weekend here in the states an official start of summer so because america i've got two miller lights ready to go <laughs> wow um why don't you just like stick a bit of yeast in a bottle of water that would be too much flavor actually <laughs> fair enough um brent um are you alive and are you with us oh i'm alive i'm good i actually won my group spirit at the end so that was hey awesome. yeah Nice. Were you with the D's? Uh, I was with two A's and a handful <laughs> of C's and a couple of B's. Good job. There was two A's in that group in my race. So. Awesome. Well done. Good job. Well done. Um, Brent, um, you're probably not drinking anything yet, but do you have any plans to drink something? Yeah, so far just water and Gatorade, but um, I think we got some red wine upstairs right now. Red wine. 
Um, so, Chris, how was your race? Oh, excuse me. Um, it was much more pleasant than last week. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. And um, I'm a few minutes late because I wanted to stick around. I was on Discord with Steph again this week. And we were coming up towards the last few K with a group of uh, six. So we were kind of planning a coordinated attack at the end. Uh, we made it stick. We went from a K out, put uh, 10 or 12 seconds into that group and stayed away to the line. So nice yeah it was good fun work. good fun yeah i had some weirdness going on with the like the leaderboards on the comms so i couldn't mm. see i could see my time as like one of one for the entire event <laughs> so i don't know how i did but i'm tired yeah good glad to hear it um brent how how was your race it was good the a's were um i would say quite Tactical, especially on Titans. I mean, Hilly is kind of all smash all the time, but yeah. um, um, Titans Grow was tactical. It didn't really send it off till like that last hairpin around and then it kind of flattens out for the sprint finish of it. Like it's kind of a okay. three or four percenter and then they smash it. And then the volcano, I was in the group till we came out. You know, you go around, you go back inside and you come back out from that last ramp. Mm -hmm. And I lost them. They, they went all out from that ramp to the end. So. I'm actually quite surprised that the uh, Titans Grove KOM wasn't like an all-out fresh fest because it's only what five minutes. Yeah, it was four, four yeah. or Okay. I think it's um, I think it's too draftable. So the yeah, like if you just smash off the front, the guys just sit in behind you. And, mm -hmm. and we did have a pretty big group of A's. Like we were like eighteen or twenty of us. Nice. I think in the group. So, and I mean, I got sixth, like they didn't, that's what I mean. Like it wasn't all out from the start. So that's great. Yeah. Great yeah. work. Um, got a new series starting on Tuesday. Um, and it is the herd she reads and the herd he reads. Cause I'm really imaginative with names. Um, so six week, um, series, uh, with various different events, um, off the top of my head, there is, <clears throat> um a tt in week one um we also have a scratch race a sprint race pursuit race a points race and a something else race hilly race that's it um and we start off with a tt which is a single lap of sprinters playground which i believe is 12.5 kilometers so 20 minutes or there or thereabouts for most people um obviously those crazy a's we'll probably do it in about 16 um and races are at 9 a.m 6 p.m 11 p.m and 2 a.m all in utc um so but based on the center of the universe time that is um 10 a.m 7 p.m midnight and 3 a.m and i'm looking forward to it so am i it's a it's an omnium at a civilized pace. Right? Yeah, it, it is basically a two-day event over six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, and is is this one where you have to compete in the same time slot in order yeah. to be scored in the overall competition? Okay. Yeah, it is. So, just for some context for the listeners, um, so 
all of our other leagues are basically you score points depending on your position in the race, um, which is all well and good. Um, but if you race in the European time slots, they are generally going to be busier than all of the other ones, um, with the um, Western US generally being the quietest, possibly um, alongside the sort of um, Australasian time slot. Um, so by having to race at the same time every week just means you're competing against those people rather than getting what could potentially be seen as cheap points. Um, so even if you were to finish last on the quietest race um, and pick up, say, 30 points, if you finish last in the European race, Euro European race, you might not get any points at all. So um, you, you have to race at the same time every week. Craig, is five o'clock in the morning too early for you? So yes, um, you know, probably not completely, but uh, I, I don't think I'm doing it. So fair enough. Um, how about everyone else? Any of you taking part? Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I'll be taking uh, part on uh, uh, for me eight o'clock time slot uh, in the evening, and I'm really looking forward to it because it's uh, it's an omnium like uh, race series. And I really like uh, all the different uh, uh, things you have to do, uh, races, types of races. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I already uh, subscribe to every race. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so, James, this, uh, the first course is the same course we did in the Omnium before, isn't it? No. I think we nope. did. Okay. I think we did the first sixteen point one kilometers of uh, Neo Kyo or Nitro. Oh, that may be okay. Yeah. Um, so that was basically <laughs> like fifteen and a half kilometers of flat, and then five hundred meters at like four percent, which made me hate myself a little bit. <laughs> but um, yeah, this this is predominantly flat. Um, and, and you don't get any extra points for sprints, just before anyone asks. And uh, Brent, um, for this time trial, it finishes at the end of a lap. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out all the stampede ones. I know that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hardest part is remembering what distance it is every week. Um, Brent, Chris, are you going to give it a go at all? Uh, we'll see. I'm 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 going to plan to do stampede this time around. So that yeah, might me, be me too. Actually, um, I'm going to try and do Sunday stampede and Tuesday Hearies. I'll probably do the Hearies. I'll give it a go. Might as well do Mad Mondays and then uh, Tuesday Hearies. Yeah, why not? Sounds like a good plan. Monday, Tuesday, Friday. That's sensible. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what else have we got on? So, so three little sisters for HSRL. Um, the uh, Climbers Gambit this weekend um, is a fresh fest up the Petty KOM. Um, Mountain Goats is Road to Sky, um, Alp Duet. Then we have the start of our new new themed stampede series on Sunday, Monday, and really early Tuesday morning if you're in the UK. Um, so stampede this time round is going to be 
six different distances that you repeat twice, so 12 events in total. Um, you'll do three kilometers, five kilometers, 10 kilometers, 16.1 kilometers, or 10 miles, 25 kilometers, and 32.2 kilometers, or 20 miles, and repeat. But there is a mix of flat and hilly courses. Um, the first race is short, 3,000 meters, and will be on Tempest Fugit. Um, as with the previous Stampede series, um, it will use the time trial module with staggered starts. So especially on the short one, you will have no idea where you finished until about five minutes after you finished, um, which should be hilarious. <laughs> um, and we also have still be breathing in the 3 k Clean yourself um, up off the floor. To be fair, after five five minutes after that, you may not be breathing just yet. Um, but all being well, you've managed to take a little bit of oxygen in at some stage. Also, a new series of Bullseye, um, which will kick off with um, 12 laps of downtown Dolphin. And that's our um, first cross the line multi-lap race with points. So that'll be fun. All, all these new things happening all at the same time, which I haven't managed to do, get the times like lined up like that, despite the fact it's entirely accidental um, for ages. So free series, all starting at the same time. Great. Are we, are we starting to see numbers go off a little bit with summer? Um, time well, I mean, based on what Brent was saying, like 18 to 20 um, A's in the race this evening, um, I think we're okay. <laughs> We have 25 stars. Yeah. That's, that's big, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we're almost um, 50 in the Bs. I think we'll probably flatline now, probably till about August, September. Yeah. yeah makes sense. I have been pushing the bullseye as a, uh, as a good option for uh, people who have just been bumped up by category enforcement. Hmm. Because it does tend to be, and HSRL as well, but the HSRL courses have been challenging lately. I did Bullseye last week. I don't think we have a like very much. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Effective yeah. every damn lap. <laughs> and LaGuardia is a really not... It's, it, you look at it and think, oh, that's nice and short. That looks relatively pleasant. And then you look at the, the like profile and it's up, down, up, down, up, down. Um, so you, you're thinking, um, oh, yeah, we'll just like stick in at like tempo maybe something slightly lower until the sprint each lap but it probably didn't work out that way no it's it's like attack on the hill hmm. attack on the sprint go 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 um next week in hsrl is um not that bad it's um just downtown titan so a little bit of titan's grove probably a sprint in there somewhere nice yeah i like that course <laughs> Actually, yep, yeah. that one is interesting yeah um i, I think that'll definitely be a, be a chris grooming course um what's the catch here is it the one that i'm thinking of no no, no it's, it's actually um not a catch um you oh, are generally not. Titans reverse yeah yeah you, you are generally really good for short efforts yeah yeah i thought i liked that course i do like that course <laughs> and i will like that course yep that is okay. true. But that, that, that wasn't a Chris Greenan likes doing 100 kilometers on Bologna comment. You never can tell. So I wanted to just <laughs> trust but verify here. Yeah, yeah, that should be a good course for me. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, 
well, that's it really in terms of um, what we've got coming up um what i would like to say um is based on the fact that zrl has now finished um I'd like to say a massive thank you to ronan um who did a lot of sheep herding um craig and i both know exactly how unpleasant it is to try and set up a, a herd zrl season um with phenomenal support from regional coordinators and all the team captains the bit before we get to that stage is pretty horrid <laughs> um but um ronan's done a fantastic job for it and i'm exceptionally grateful um and thank you very much for all your help and like i say also to all um our regional coordinators and team captains of which i was one of them and i did very little um other than look guys here's a race link click on it and sign up um <laughs> and if we had six it was a miracle if we had five it was a good week <laughs> but yeah, um so i i i also jump in and say uh you know great job to uh claire and all the women's um with that uh aggregation that uh zwift insider threw out there uh today it does appear that uh, the herd is the biggest women's team in ZRL. So, mm. uh, yeah, very well done uh, on the women's side as well. Yeah, that's amazing. And uh, yeah, my my attempt to uh, take this season off from ZRL didn't go very well. But uh, anyway, well, I I always forget to thank Claire, and I think part of that is just because she does it every series, and she does such a good job, and you never hear from her because she does such a good job. Um, so Claire, I'm awfully sorry. Um, massive, ma massive thank you to you as well for being phenomenal and brilliant and various other words that all mean exactly the same thing. Um, thank you to both of you. Um, and I'm very glad it's over for the summer. <laughs> I, I, yep. I, it doesn't seem to matter what division you're in there always seems to be like the front third are on the very, very edge of the category. And I thought like, oh, going into B3, I might have a chance of actually getting some top 20 finishes. <laughs> <laughs> no chance at all. Um, and the one I thought I'd have a good chance in, I was recovering from cold and I blew up really, really early on the hill. So that didn't go to plan either. Um, but I know lots of people had a good time. I wasn't one of them, but um, I'm, I'm really glad that um, loads of people did really enjoy ZRL. And I think as a general rule, the camaraderie has been sensational and the whole herd racing ethos has been lived up to extremely well. Normally. Yeah, I can agree. Hmm. In lieu of an around the horn topic, can you talk a little bit about what the future of ZRL might hold for next year with like AutoCAD that type of thing? Is there is that maybe verboten for us to discuss on this type of a podcast? Um normally I would have like insider knowledge that I wouldn't be allowed to share. Um and in this situation I have nothing. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I, I genuinely don't know what is going to happen next season. Um, I mean, we're looking uh, mid-September. Um, as to what the routes are, haven't seen them. Um, as to whether or not we use category enforcement, also cat or with power categories, no idea. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the route selection stuff, I don't... There was nothing in the route selection this year, this last six-race series in particular, that I would 
complain about. Like it felt mixed up, maybe a bit too sprinty for some people, but it works. Amazing. I I I think the heli course was at the wrong end of a season. Yeah, that too. I, I can never tell if they're being purposefully clever or purposefully obtuse with that kind of a thing. Like, um, <laughs> I think what actually happened was they were being nice. Um, there, there were some comments about having a heli route to start the season, but I, I think the general perception was that that would be a bit of a nasty way to start. Um, I mean, obviously, like me being me, I'd be like, well, that's exactly the right way to start. Um, the difficulty, which everyone knows, is that people will monitor their efforts to a silly degree, apart from if there's a 20 plus minute climb start every series with a 20 plus minute climb get everyone in the right category job's done <laughs> they won't have code seven gate yeah and i'll gladly withstand a 20 minute climb in order to have the categories and the riders shake out appropriately like i will yeah. group pedo up and fall on that grenade for uh for a week if it means fair racing up and down You'll do three point two up the whole hill. <laughs> Probably three point two going down it as well, actually. <laughs> no, zero point zero. If I could do yeah. negative, I would. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, give, given a choice, it, so if if I was setting a schedule for um, ZRL, God God help everyone to start with. Um, but I would definitely start with. Probably forward Innsbruck um, because that's probably really the only climbing game, unless you're in Cat A, that is going to be 20 plus minutes that isn't going to be 40 plus minutes. Um, I don't think I can think of another one. Epic, or Epic right? Or... No, no. Um, um, Epic, you, you can get bees doing that in under 20 minutes. Can you really? Yep. Jesus. I need to check my. I've, I think my my PB on Epic is probably twenty two, um, and I, I like at the time I was really pleased with it, but I think I could probably go better on a really good day. Um, I, I don't think I've ever hit but I've never quite hit four point oh. Hmm. But I, I think the the problem more with that one, these season these are like thirty minutes. <laughs> Yeah. So you're not you're not gonna catch them out on it. Like I think Innsbruck is good because it's like right on the border twenty for Bs and for Cs and Bs it doesn't go that much slower. Like they're under mm -hmm. thirty most of them still. So they're still doing their twenty minute smash on it. So actually James, I think uh yeah, so the forward wouldn't be too bad. Be like my yeah. I look at my best, it's twenty three minutes at three point nine. Yeah, mine's twenty three fifty five at I think three point eight. Um, I can probably do it at four point two, um, but I reckon that would probably still only be like twenty two minutes, maybe a shade under. Um, so yeah, no, I yeah, um, Ford Epic Mountain Route, Ch chucking in um, a radio tower, make everyone's life a little bit more beautiful. Well, I think no, we can skip the, the radio tower. Yeah. So the issue with. Uh... With Epic Forward, though, is is that compared to um, Innsbruck as the that power test is that there are reverses, there are slope reversals, there yeah. are 
zero points. There is the that, flat point. That, that, there are flat points on Innsbruck forwards as well. Um, there's like three or four of them. But I, I think going back to your point, Craig, that there, there are actually drops on epic forwards as well. Yeah. Yeah. Those are always in time. I I I think Innsbruck forward is the best way to open that series. Um, because I mean, you know, if you can't trust people to be honest with their category, stick them on a hill that will make them honest with their category, and that will make the rest of the series a much fairer place to be. And then we can have fifty percent code sevens again, which is really, really very funny. It's better. I mean, it's better in week one than. Yeah, yeah, so much better. And I guess that's one. If you know, uh, Brent, you said it's not around the horn, and I guess let me uh, throw out my wish list here uh, on this topic, though. If I want to say, you know, what I would really want to see for net for ZRL going forward, it is definitely um, cat enforcement or whatever the evolution of that is. It's in exchange for that, maybe a little bit of easing on the the two teams and 12 riders so that people can move around if they do get bumped up during a season. Uh, and yeah, getting rid of the silly, you, you can stay in the category as long as you control your power. Um, so yeah, that yeah. I think has greatly um made Zwift racing in general worse uh mm. normalizing that whole control your power thing yeah i mean like everything's about 20 minutes which is obviously a load of rubbish because Zwift racing is mainly about one to five minute power um it, well 15 seconds to five minute power um but yeah um in in my ideal world i'd have like a really varied um list of routes um, I, I think previously there's been far too much focus on the sprinters, um, which might look really good for um, YouTube, um, but it's a bit boring. Like, same thing happening over and over again. Um, I, th I think the routes on this series were a little bit better than the one before, and I think the one before was awful, um, apart from Climber's Gambit. Um, that... Like, I'm sure, like, um, season two, Climber's Gambit was the only, like, route with any real hill. That's the, the season that they put Innsbruck in, but as a playoff race, right? Yeah. yeah. The two playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. So as much as I dislike going up hills, I, there needs to be variation in the schedule. That, that needs to be a regular season race and not, not a playoff. Yeah, and, and I think um, part of the fact was that the uh, the person who agreed like the race schedule um, happened to really like flat races, may may have had some level of impact. But I um, mean, like there are so many different types types of racer. Um, you have to cater to all of them. You need flat courses, rolling courses, heavy mm -hmm. courses, and you have to have variety. Um, and we need to get over this obsession of gravel. Um, I liked the gravel. I, yeah, I actually but thought. To be honest, Craig, it really Road sucks. If, it really, really Road sucks. If you're on, if you're on Apple TV, it really, yep. really sucks. And it's yeah, that's not and, racing. That's not that's no, equipment and hardware. That's, there's nothing tactical about that. Yeah, just, no, no matter how you like to try and sugarcoat yeah. it, it's unfair for people on that platform, yeah. and that, that's that's not okay. So I, I would say yeah. Swift could fix that by allowing putting in functionality to change. 
uh, equipment through the companion app. Mm -hmm. yep. True. But until they do, um, yeah, I'm just incurring a, a bike change penalty being an Apple TV user. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I just, just um, the route selection thing for me, I just, I wish, I always feel like either the race is one in a climb or the finish sprint, and there's no like chase to catch tactics or teamwork or anything that ever happens. That's like, I just, mm. I, I'm not an expert in analyzing like how all the things happen, but I just feel like there's, there must be something like where like the climbers can race up hilly. And then, like, it's all the sprinters chasing them from the back, and that never seems to happen or work out. There must be routes where that could happen or should happen, but it always feels like the way the routes are structured is sprint point, sprint point, sprint point, sprint to the end, or maybe an intermediate sprint and climb to the win. And even if it's at the start, it's climb to the win. So, basically, what you're saying is we should have 10 laps of rooftop rendezvous? Well, 10 would be a lot, but. <laughs> Especially if we do that. It's only 40K. How many 40K races in the season? Do you I, I, I will I'll take your suggestion to the uh, competition panel. Thanks, Brent. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I, I mean, they, they always write in all their things. Like, you, we talk about doing like a 20-minute hill climb. I'd be perfectly fine if the first race of the season was four points, 16-kilometer ITT. <laughs> like, mm. I have no shame about like putting like right up front, like, Sure. You want to find out how hard your 20 minute is? Let's go and categorizing them. But like they say, it's all about this teamwork stuff. But inevitably, every race comes like who's got one guy sprinted 14 watts per kilo and or one guy who climb at category limit. Like the, the, the anti um, ITT crowd are always like, oh, but it's not a team event. Well, it's like none of the races are team events anyway, apart from the team time exactly. trials, which, oh my God, how many more of those do we need to do? Um, but the, the scratch races, I'm yet to really see. I mean, Craig, you might be different to me, but um, I've never seen any team tactics other than on Discord. It's like, oh, where are you? Oh, I'm I'm right next to you. Let's ride together. Um, and the guy is like, oh, I'm 10 seconds back. Oh, yeah, see you at the end. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think in ITT, there's about as much team focus in an ITT as there are in most of the scratch races. Yeah, I, I'll say we, I have gotten into situations where we've we've been able to do uh, some team some team tactics. Uh, so season one, where it was only the top five scoring for the intermediates, doing leadouts and having two of us score. Um, there, there was one race with Orjan where one one guy had more more sustained power than the two of us. He kept trying to attack. I kept closing him down, and then he'd he'd back off and. Uh, you know, as you, I was the designated closer, and you know, it was uh, mm -hmm. we've done end with uh, uh, Chris Morales in with the cassowary. Uh, there was a few times where uh, you know, I, I picked up the pace on some fairly minor climbs to, to soften the group for him a little bit because he had the power for the, the finish climb. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, no, there's definitely been spots where I've seen it and I've seen other teams pull it as well. Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard to set up. And especially when you get big groups and almost all the di the, the one divisions uh, across all of ZRL, mm -hmm. um, everybody is so close in threshold power yeah. that 
it's hard to make anything happen. Mm-hmm. It's hard to make anything stick. Yeah, definitely. I would agree. We've been in some teams where we discussed it, but then at the end of the day, we were, if we did a, you know, a sprint train or a lead out train and then a sprint, we would have gotten us maybe 14th in the fastest through segment. So at that point, we just sit up, consolidate, try to pick off some people down the road, like the, 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 the top 10, um, just hard, it's really hard to crack when, when some of those teams are coming in so stacked with some lot monsters. So, and some of it's a bit of yeah. the nature of like this with physics engine, like in a real bike race, you kind of you, you can isolate your lead out. Whereas in like Zwift, if you lead out, there's no controlling who gets on that next wheel. Like if they catch your lead yeah. out, you're leading them out. Mm. And so like that's yeah. part of the you know you can only game plan so much, right? If, same as if you like go for a breakaway, like you can't kind of control who's in your break like they 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 might be sitting right in there as opposed to like trying to shake them so you can't you know some of that's just the nature of it and that's part of the game fair enough yep. but even things like i would like, i would consider a shake up of the point system a little bit on some of these things i i, I would totally consider a, I, I, my, I i i said this to charlie Asendorf so many times you need to reward people further down the line um because like, I, I I think I can count on zero hands the number of times I've been in the top half of a um, ZRL race. Actually, no, that's, that's not true. There was one occasion when I was in the top 20. I'll take it back. Um, and there's nothing for it other than trying to pick up finish points. But if you score foul and FTS down to bottom position, everyone's got something to add. Um, and, and yes, fair enough, the team points at the end might be a bit huge but everyone's got something to go for in the race like if if like it's first across the line down to the bottom position then you're gonna try and like win your battle for 71st place um and get an extra point for the team rather than like 70th 71st it's like oh we're both gonna get the same finishing points anyway so what's the point i can't even can't be bothered to sprint this is boring um but if there's like an extra point on the line for my team, then yeah, of course I will. Um, and I think that would make the event so much more fun. Yeah, I would agree, uh, James. So the, Remember when they, oh, sorry, go ahead, Craig. No, I, I, I was going to say, so the other thing that I think they, they need to do, uh, and James, uh, I, I, you and I talked about it a couple of years ago uh, mm. in HSRL, is scale the finish line points uh, in relation to the number of segment intermediate segments, because there's yeah. races where the finish means almost nothing because there's been 17 intermediates. Like, oh boy. Now there's another 40 points. There's, yeah. you know, somebody's al- already gotten 300. What's it like in the yeah, seat? It's like, like Craig and Chris and I have raced like a or B one or whatever. But what's it like in the seas? Like you guys get dusted off the back and, board at the back i don't know yeah it's the same it's the same uh, the same same kind of stories uh, i uh, i hear you talk about in the b's and the a's um i can only compare i think uh, the races in zrl with uh, the hsrl and um uh, being uh, quite uh, heavy and uh, not very good uh, climbing 
Um, I uh, it, it cost me a lot of effort to to stay in the group in HSR uh, in uh, ZRL, where in HSRL uh, I I managed to uh, to stay in the in the front group for uh, at least for uh, a longer period, and uh, in sprinting, uh, which uh, I well I'm I'm not totally sure that uh, in uh, ZRL it doesn't even matter to try. For me, uh, doing just 800 watts, maybe 850, if I'm really, really in good shape, I, it, it, it has no. Uh, uh, if you can't push a thousand watts in a sprint, even at the C category, then uh, it, it it doesn't matter to try. And that that's what I am. Uh, well, it, it, frustration is a good word for it. Uh, I, I really like ZRL. But that 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 that's a pity that uh, even when you're in the back, uh, where I'm uh, most of the time uh, uh, sitting in, uh, there there is no use in uh, doing any sprint at all. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, you're I'm not going to crack the top ten, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm at the back all the time as well. Um, <clears throat> and there's there's so much focus on. Let, let, let's say you're not going to break into the top ten. Then there's like the big focus on finishing points. But realistically, you have to be in like the top 20 to get any that mean anything really very much. Um, yeah, um, come on, Swift. Um, let's let's open it up to all people of all types. I'm totally going to have this conversation on Monday morning. Um, the, the objection, before you move on, James, the objection that I saw when season one, it was just what the top 30 got finishing yeah. points. And when wtrl kind of expanded the points paying positions all the way down i saw a lot of people um in the forums and on facebook that are like well you we need everybody to get a medal like come on wtrl let's make points matter it's not about points inflation it's about if you truly want this to be a team competition then you have to pay it all the way down for all these segments because then you truly judge who has the strongest team top to bottom it's not just your your top top who's going yeah. to get in the top and, 10. And also, I think I'd make the point that actually, this is meant to be fun. Um, but, you also know, that. Fi yeah. finishing in like position 50 and getting absolutely no points, but you feel you have to turn up and finish for the sake of your team, even though what you do might not have any impact on it at all. But that's not fun. Um, whereas, actually, um, I might be able to go for a sprint and compete for 40 whatever position, but I get points for it rather than, well, that was a complete waste of time. Why did I even bother? Yeah, I, you're I adding think, to the team. Yeah. And then you're, you're able to rank not just your first and second riders, maybe, but yeah. you're able to compare who, is the, who has the strongest fifth and sixth. Exactly. And then the actual points reflect the strongest team top to bottom. So, yeah. My two cents. Yeah. There's just, I don't, can't think there's anything that, was, that is more limiting than the long term viability of sort of Zwift racing for the, enthusiast cyclist and the fact that you can be the sixth fastest racer in your team finish and it's totally irrelevant to the points like it doesn't even matter like you could have been 21st or 41st and it's irrelevant to be able to race entirely because the whole race is decided the number of points from the first 20 racers and how they give them up because of the way the spread is it goes like 20 fds and one fal and 41st place like one guy gets like 120 points and then where everyone else finishes is irrelevant to the outcome yeah, I mean, um, I, I completely get the reason to reward the person who came first, but 
actually it's it's not an individual race so it should be all about your team points rather than i mean yes okay it is about team points but the, the points are weighted so incredibly heavily on the top five that you know it's just not worth it um and i i, I think the whole concept of zrl is brilliant um and i think as a general rule the way it's managed is really good um and i, I don't mean necessarily like captain and coordinator level i mean like the, the platform we have to register our teams on um and how the races are organized are very good um i i I obviously have gripes about course selection, which I'll continue to have um, and gripe about them to the people who I know I need to gripe about them to. But it could be improved so much more with extension of points down the line. Um, doesn't need to be top 10 on an FAL. You can have top 100. Who cares? Um, it would just make so much difference to anyone... At, towards the bottom of their category i mean for god's sake i'm towards the top of mine and i get fuck all points anyway um so <laughs> it just makes it more interesting more engaging more fun you're less likely to drop people throughout the course of a series because they think oh you know I, I got dropped like um in the first five kilometers what's the point in me being here well actually you can get dropped in the first five kilometers you got a sprint coming on absolutely beast it and actually get really good points for your team. Um, and that's what points racing should be about. And that's why HSRL is set up the way it is. It should matter as much like if somebody gets, you know, two guys on two teams and one guy gets first and second, it should matter as much if like their next two teammates come in like 20th or 21st as those guys yep. are like first and second. But right now, it's like if the guy comes in first and his teammate gets 45th, it doesn't matter if the guy who got second today came in like 10th, 12th, 15th, or 40th. I mean, you, you get teams who turn up and, like, they come first and second, but, like, 40th, 41st, 42nd, 43rd, and still win the event because they've got all the points at the top. Um, that, 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 that's not team racing. That's just two really good guys doing really well. Um, you may as well have a team of two people. Yeah. Now that we all agree and we've all fixed it, <laughs> see if we can solve world peace, hunger, and climate change. So we've all um, preliminarily fixed ZRL, so let me try and go and fix it next week. Because I've got nothing else better to do. Oh, yeah, apart from all those bloody tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and to be clear, we only want to fix it because of We only want to fix it because we want to have fun racing, and that's what it's all about. And I think probably on that bombshell... I, so. <laughs> I think I think um, on that bombshell, unless... Anyone has anything else they'd like to add? Um, it's probably time to end the show. In which case, I will say I good evening, good night, good morning, good afternoon. Uh, big thanks to Craig, Cash, Brent, and Chris Greenland, who came second doing 3.9. <laughs> yeah. And looks very pleased himself. Have a great weekend, everybody. Okay. Good night. Have a good weekend. Mm -hmm.